Welcome to the Horror Babble Podcast. Drowned Argosies by J. Wilmer Benjamin The Volcania had gone down. This much Charteris knew. It was all he felt he could possibly lay claim to knowing. Drifting five days in an open boat in the Caribbean Sea is not conducive to sanity. Not that Charteris was going mad. Far from it. But he couldn't understand the ghastly people who seemed to be trying to talk to him. They were sailormen. He knew it. But what a peculiar crew. There were half-naked galley slaves with the great calluses still on their palms. There were old shellbacks, barefoot and naked above the waist. There were men who had driven the great clipper ships from Canton to London in sixty days. And there were men like Charteris, who knew the intricacies of the great liner's guts. They were trying to talk to him. Then Charteris shook his head. Dead men can't talk. The sun beat down. The brazen sea reflected it. Water, water, water. That was Charteris's sole thought. Finally, one old shellback, whose gaunt figure betokened great strength and greater endurance, beckoned him, and Charteris heard, oh, I say, matey, don't worry. Who do you want to sign on with? What do you mean? asked Charteris. You can't— The old shellback laughed, and Charteris shuddered. It is odd to hear ghosts laugh, and Charteris knew these were ghosts. Where else could men have come from in all that dying sea? "'Think we're dead, don't you?' said the shellback. "'Well, we ain't. Only time a sailor dies is when they plant him six feet under in a churchyard. There's men here who served in every kind of craft, from a boireem to a liner.' "'Who are you?' asked Charteris. "'Me? Why, bless you. I sailed with Paul Jones on the Ranger. A good captain, that. Only a bit of a driver.' "'Paul Jones? Why, man, he's dead nearly two hundred years.' "'Not quite that,' said the old shellback, and laughed. "'Ah,' thought Charteris, "'I must be going mad.' "'Not quite that,' said the old shellback again. "'Now you take Petrus here,' and he waved a hand toward a squat, hairy, half-naked man. "'He sailed with Quintus Maximus, when they stripped the Mediterranean of the Carthaginian boats.' Petrus grinned and gabbled something. The old shellback translated— he says it was a hell of a good fight, and you should have seen him scatter when the boireams came. What? Served under Quintus Maximus? Why, man, that's nineteen hundred years ago. Nigh two thousand, but what's time? What's time? And he spat. That, thought Charteris, was the ragged limit. He must be mad. There was silence once more, until Charteris leaned his head against a thwart and began to cry in long, racking sobs. The shellback reached over, and Charteris shivered at the touch of his hand. It was icy cold, in spite of the brazen sun still sending its red-hot rays to beat on Charteris's back. I felt that way when they left me to drift, too. You know, I was the man they lost from the ranger. But hell, here's Hendrick Hudson. Want to talk to him about drifting? No, said Charteris. No, 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 no. A voice broke in, a deep voice, vibrant with sympathy. Poor youngster, they all feel that way just before they sign on. Myself, 
I felt it too. Who are you? Charters asked wildly. Kendrick Hudson, captain of the Half Moon. What are you doing here? I signed on to sail under Admiral Beresford. I command the Saturnia. Do you want to sign on with me? What do you mean? Young fool, do you not know that we who sailed the seven seas still sail beneath her bosom? Look! And he stabbed a thick fat finger at the green waves. Weakly, Charteris crawled to the gunwale and looked. Down below he saw a tall clipper ship sailing serenely. Her sails were gone, and in their places were long streamers of kelp. From truck to keelson she was wreathed with flying seaweed, but about her decks moved sailormen going to and fro, quite as if it were their normal life. Muffled by sixty fathoms of water, he heard the strokes of a ship's bell, and a dim voice. Three bells! Relieve the wheel and look out! But I know nothing about sailing ships, Captain. I'm an engineer. So? Nat! And Hendrick Hudson turned to the old shellback. Does Captain Lux need an engineer? Depends, Captain. I hear he needed a man with an extra first certificate. Call him up, will you? And Chartres's eyes bulged as he saw the sailor, Nat, produce a boatswain's whistle and blow an odd piping call. The sea boiled, and up rose a man dressed even as Chartres's old captain. The four gold stripes of a master mariner shone as they had in the days when Captain Lux had proudly trod the deck of the Titania. Hello, what's up? he boomed and Charteris noticed that there was a slight hiss to the S's, as though the captain had false teeth. "'This man, Captain,' said Nat, respectfully pulling his forelock, "'is gonna sign on with you.' "'Hmm, what can he do?' "'I'm an extra first, sir,' said Charteris, convinced by now that all this was more than just a dream, that it was indeed actually life. Dimly on the horizon rose a faint smudge of smoke, as a long, lean coast guard cutter drove its knife-like prow through the waters, searching for survivors of the Volcania. On the bridge, a tense officer quartered the sea with terrible efficiency. God, he thought, to be left adrift here. Bosun! His voice was sharp. He had picked up the white speck that was Chartres's boat. A quarter west. Call the captain. I see a boat. Aye, aye, sir. The wheel spun. A messenger raced aft to get the captain. The captain took his position on the bridge and whistled down the speaking tube. Engine room, he said. Bridge speaking. Can you get a couple more knots out of this hooker? The funnels belched black smoke. The destroyer's frame quivered as her mighty engines thrust her forward with renewed speed. She stood by Chartres's floating prison. A boat was lowered and able seamen lifted Charteris, trying weakly to salute someone they could not see, to its security. "'I'll be honoured to sign on, sir,' mumbled Charteris vaguely. They had seen men adrift in open boats before. They knew what the sea and sun can do. So they looked at him sympathetically, and went about the business of transferring him to the cutter. Tenderly, the hard seamen carried him below, still talking of things they did not understand— of drowned ships, and that ghastly whistle on the Saturnia. Charteris gazed wildly about him. He seemed to be trying to place his surroundings. "'My new quarters, Captain?' he asked hoarsely. "'Take it easy, son. You're all ship-shape now,' advised a grizzled boatswain's mate. 
Charteris looked at the speaker without comprehension. Suddenly he fell back, and began to babble unintelligibly. The old boatswain's mate pursed his lips and spat thoughtfully. Then he bent forward. His eyes widened. Swiftly, he straightened, and crossed himself reverently. Cripes, said he in amazement. How'd this guy know Lux, and know he had false teeth?'